Hey, this is Jacqueline. Thank you so much for tuning into Current Mood. I really enjoy doing the show and putting it together, but it does not happen all by myself. <laughs> Let me tell you. I have an incredible producer, Jarrell Perry, a network of truly supportive family and friends, and also listeners. Thanks, guys. And I also use Anchor, which is a really cool way to make a podcast. With the Anchor app, you can record and distribute your podcast. You can also track your analytics. You can have music to your podcast. It's a really neat platform and has totally expanded the way that I do storytelling. Um, if you wanted to check it out, you could download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. So I'm not sure if you know this, but Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can listen to all your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free. You don't even need a premium account. So tight. On Spotify, you can also follow your favorite podcast so you never miss an episode. You can easily share what you're listening to with your friends on Instagram, which is a really cool feature. And if you decide to become a premium user, you can download episodes to listen to offline wherever you are, even while you're on airplane mode, which is like a personal favorite life hack of mine lately. So yeah, if you haven't done so already, be sure to download the Spotify app, search for Current Mood, or browse podcasts in the tab called Your Library. Honestly, it really takes like two seconds to do. I just helped my mom do it and she's killing the game. So thank you so much for tuning into the show today and make sure you follow us on Spotify so you never miss an episode of Current Mood. I, like, I know the power of how, you know, how morale is in the room. And mm -hmm. I've seen it. I've seen mm -hmm. it work on multiple different levels. Like mm -hmm. I, I grew up with uh, working with my dad as an electrician, and he always used to have me talking to all the old dudes all the time, mm -hmm. you know, and never to be like nervous about these situations or like, you know, be afraid about it. Like he's always told me, like, stand up straight, keep your head high, you know, don't drag your feet. And that level of, you know, confidence, especially being, a, you know, a black man and having and demanding that kind of respect because respect is free is something that mm -hmm. I am. Um, I, I really try to hold paramount in like, you know, just my overall conversations. Hey, welcome to the Current Mood Podcast. This is your host, Jacqueline Marie. Current Mood is a series exploring self-care techniques, mental models, and core patterns propelling our increasingly digital lives. Through conversations with founders, entrepreneurs, educators, and executives across creative disciplines, I get a chance to learn about things that work for people in their everyday lives. In this next conversation, I had the chance to sit down with Stephen Irby, also known as Steve Sweatpants across the internet. <laughs> Steve is an award-winning photographer based in New York and the co-creator of Street Dreams magazine and creative agency. We had a chance to really cover a lot. I think the parts that resonated the most with me um, were around, number one, passion and what following your dreams looks like. And number two, what our relationships with um, our loved ones look like and how we navigate those and have even, you know, tough conversations sometimes. And also we really dug into, you know, aging family and, you know, illness and loss and, and things like that, that, you know, things that are very real to the human experience that sometimes we don't talk about. Um, yeah, we had a really insightful talk and it's definitely one of the longer conversations uh, on current mood. So I hope you enjoy and take something from this.
You ready? Okay, because we're already recording. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Sorry, Jarrell. Um, <laughs> hey, what's going on over there, bro? He's like, oh, what are you doing? Are you taking photos? <laughs> are you taking photos? <laughs> All right. Um, so let's get started. Uh, four hours later. Thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me, honestly. Um, how long have we known each other? Oh man, maybe. Damn, I'm I'm 33 now. <laughs> damn, you're going to the ages right now. I have to do the age thing. <laughs> I probably met you back when around I was like around 27 to 28, like when we maybe like one or two years into Street Dreams. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Maybe it was just like super fresh though, you know. Okay. But I know we met. That has to be almost like damn near six years ago then. Yeah. Wow. Jesus Christ. There's like a. There's like I have like a lot of memories of you from photos that you've taken. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm sure I'm not the only one that can say that. I uh <laughs> that's the way that I have to remember things cuz I can't have a bad short-term memory, so. I I will definitely never forget the time that it was, you know, you and I and a couple of the other homies. I think Taku was uh Taku was there also. We all got locked on the roof <laughs> in Chinatown and it was like 90 degrees outside and I felt so bad. I was like, man, I let these people get locked on the roof. I was calling my friends like, "Can you come save us?" Someone did save us. Who was it? Um, it was my friend. I haven't seen him in a long time, but Matt Dosher. Shout out to Matt. He we would have probably still been on that roof to this day. We'd have been like melted yeah. on the roof. We've been part of the roof. <laughs> pretty much texture at this point <laughs> um yeah so i wanted to get you in here because i want to talk about some real shit yeah um including like life your yeah. life in particular um and just kind of like hear about your journey mm -hmm. uh, i'm sure you've talked about it a little bit before a little bit here and well, there a little bit here and there yeah. Yeah. a dabble a dibble dabble um, but yeah for sure um, yeah so can you tell the people who you are so uh, my full government is uh, <laughs> Stephen John Irby. Um, I was born in East Flatbush, uh, raised in Jamaica, Queens, uh, Rosedale, Queens all day. Shout out to Queens. Um, and I currently have been living in Best Life for the last 11 years. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm a full-time photographer and I am the co-founder and co-creative director of Street Dreams Magazine and Creative Agency. So that consumes a lot of my time, whether it's, you know, executive producing on projects or creating the magazine or taking photos myself. You know, that's pretty much what my everyday includes. Uh, so, um, you know, really grateful to be doing that because, you know, that is something that I love to do. And um, mm. I couldn't keep a job in the first place. I got fired every time. So <laughs> <laughs> this is the best job I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really grateful, uh, really grateful for these opportunities, that, you know, to do what I love, you know. So at what point did you like bite the bullet and you're like, all right, I'm going to make, the, you know, what I love doing into a job? Ah, uh, it was a it was a very very long and hard transition, uh, in order to you know make that decision. Yeah. Um, and I it was, I didn't make that decision for myself. It's more or less like the opportunities in my life that kind of just kept on reminding me, like you know this is you know what I'm really you know, what I should be doing. So I remember uh, one of my last like retail jobs. Well, my last retail job was REI. And I remember, like, you know, I was really hyped to first get that job because I was really broke at the time. And when I got that job, it had good benefits. So, mm -hmm. like, you know, all this crazy stuff, getting half off my Metro cards. I was like, man, I'm set. <laughs> and then I started working at working the job, like, for the first month. And, you know, a couple of months, I was really good. You know, I was leading the, the team in sales at the register and all this stuff. I can stuff. imagine. Like, I, I could really imagine. I was selling me that. some memberships, you know. <laughs> get your co-op. <laughs> um, and then... <laughs> You know, that was around the same time I was taking photos as well, too. And I was, you know, started getting more into the photography community and really uh, 
you know, going more into like the Instagram community as well too. Mm-hmm. Um, street dreams is really that concept of street dreams is really growing, and we were really you know figuring out figuring out our place to make like either the first mag yeah the first magazine. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just becoming late to work all the time, and then I wasn't late to work because. I was lazy. I was late because, you know, I would be out shooting photos or I'll be out like, you know, you know, you know, talking to Eric, you know, about some game plan that we wanted to work on. It was always something else I was rather doing than my actual job. And I was like, why am I investing into this membership? But you know, besides investing into myself. Yeah. And then um, I got fired. And then the, when the dude fired me and I was like, thank God, man, because I can't <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> just do this myself. I needed to be pushed out the nest. Yeah. And yeah. um. And I started to fly after that, and it was really, it was really dope. And I'm, I'm honestly happy that he fired me because I don't know what, what, what happened. You know, not to yeah. say that I wouldn't make that decision myself, but like, you know, was, you know, forceful things kind of had to happen for me to make decisions. So, right, that was yeah. really, it was really important for me. That's that's life. Sometimes you need like the extra nudge. Yeah. Or in that case, just like you're fired. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're great, and you're done. I was like, thank you, and um, I'm gonna start Street Dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like a Nas reference or? Um, Eric, Eric and Mike will take all the credit for the actual courage, I mean, the uh, creation of the name Street Dreams. Yeah. <clears throat> when Eric and Mike first started, uh, Street Dreams, it was a Tumblr. It was just a straight up Tumblr oh. on uh, on a website. I mean, yeah. a straight up Tumblr page. Yeah. And then when uh, when I met up with Eric through uh, my barber AJ, um, we was walking over the Williamsburg Bridge and we were speaking about the concept of Street Dreams. I was like, you know, I'm from Queens, right? You know, like this is, you know, this resonates on a different kind of level. So yeah. all the people that we were linking with at the time, we decided to, you know, put them in the magazine as well, too, because at first it was just supposed to be just me and Eric as like a photo editorial as like Steve Sweatpants versus Eric Veloso. But then after I was trying to... It was a versus? Cause like I'm, a battle? It was a battle. I'm, you know, I'm I'm obsessed with hip hop and <laughs> wrestling. So it was pretty much that, that you know, everything in a nutshell with that. So, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, we we decided to you know keep that keep that moniker with Street Dreams, and I feel like that really not only represents you know everybody knows what that means for hip hop, but it has a different kind of connotation with it too. So I think mm-hmm. it's really you know it serves multiple purposes. Right. So was it first like iPhone iPhone photography, or were you always shooting with like a real camera, or like what was the what when, was the, the when I first started shooting? Um, I kind of played around with the camera a little bit, like back in like in the hype beast message. I'm on, I've been on the internet for a long time. You know what I mean. <laughs> So like, you grew up on the internet. I grew up on the internet. Yeah. You know, like I definitely had my MySpace. You know, what I mean, if you from if you really from New York, you had a Sconex page. I definitely had Sconex. You know, what? what I mean? Wait, 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 wait. Sconex. I'm was, not from New York. Tell me about Sconex it. was like the OG Facebook before Facebook. You know, and it was like all the hood classics. You know, <laughs> were on there, and I definitely had a Sconex page. You know, we were on the internet. You know, um, so when we first started, decided to create the magazine. Uh, I mean, even like shooting photos myself, a lot of it started off with like, you know, I definitely had like a, a reference point of like, you know, pl- you know, kind of playing around with cameras and, and understanding a little bit, but I never could afford one. It was just always like this thing, like it's just dumb expensive. Right, right. I remember that I, I um, you know, I was really cool, but back in the Hypebeast message board days, like I was really cool with like Joshua Kissy. I would speak about him until like, street you know, yeah, street yeah. etiquette. I would speak about him to like, you know, the wheels fall off, you know. Um, He was really a, a really important part of like this whole like, you know, black community of a young black, um, young black creatives that were coming into the city from like, you know, the Brooklyn's and the Queens and the Bronx. And like, we were all like vibing together yeah. off of like, you know, over music and clothes. Right. But then we slowly started to tap into photography. And like, he was one of the first people to kind of like, you know, he was getting his fits off and he had a good camera. I was like, yo, man, he's not taking no shitty iPhone photos. I was like, this man <laughs> is getting his fits off. Um, yeah. And then, uh, when I started working at GameStop, um, I got reintroduced to Instagram again by one of the customers that came into the store uh, randomly. And then I found out that, like, you know, you don't need to cop a camera. Like, you could just take these photos off of your, 
you know, your iPhone or your iPad or whatever, right, like right. you're taking your photos with, <clears throat> taking your photos with at the time. So yeah, that was like around 2013 that I've been doing that. So just been a kind of crazy, uh, a cool seven years. Cool seven years. <laughs> like iPhone photography is definitely something I think is, uh, or mobile photography in general is just really important. It's uh, something that's very foundation is a good foundation to have, and like you know, as long as you you know have the right kind of perspective, like you can really go crazy with that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to my mom's. Uh, shout out to the family plan because if I didn't have that, <laughs> I would not be here with you today. <laughs> we all had to start somewhere. You know? Yeah, my family plan. <laughs> Yo, but where did the like whole sweatpants thing come in? Is that like you just like to be cozy, or like what's 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 the deal? Uh, so you're wearing uh, he, guys. He's wearing he's wearing sweatpants right now. I'm actually on like I'm on brand today. <laughs> you are so on brand. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm terribly on brand. I, I like I was, I was telling you earlier. I found these on the floor this morning. I was like, well, this is it. <laughs> this <laughs> I'm about is to throw it. these bad boys on. <laughs> uh, Steve sweatpants is. Um, well, first I used to call myself um, when I first got on Instagram. My first Instagram name was. Uh, Troll Bellamy and like Bill <laughs> Bellamy, you know, because I, I thought that was hilarious. Yes. And then people, you know, started to call started to call me Trill for short. And I was like, that is not my name. Trill? Like, yo, Trill Bellamy, yo, Trill. I was like, nah, that's, that's not that's not cool. So yeah, no. I had to start to like think about like like I had to really you dig to deep inside. <laughs> I had to dig deep inside myself. I was like, am I really Bill Bell? You know, Trill Bellamy? Are you? I was like, and I was like, no, I'm Steve. And I was like, what do I like to do? And I was like, I like to wear sweatpants. And then that's deep, bro. It is really deep. <laughs> And then I, the more I started to think about it, like my mom was like, uh, my mom always used to make fun of me because uh, every time there was like a chore to do, like wash the dishes uh, or like take out the trash or like, you know, do your homework. I was like, oh, yeah, but let me put these sweatpants on first. And then like, I would just kind of like drift off and go away somewhere. Or that was my excuse to, like, you know, get away from something. So at the end of the day, these sweatpants is just I, I like to be comfortable and I want people around me to be comfortable. Okay. So does the sweatpants go, does it go deeper? Does the comfort go deeper than the clothes? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I want a comfortable life. I want a comfortable work ethic. I want a comfortable, like, everything has to have this level of comfort, you know, where I'm not, I'm completely aware with who I am. And at the same time, I'm comfortable in those situations. So I yeah. could be, you know, it could be anywhere from the street corner to like, you know, you know, even like a podcast like today, like I will be the same kind of person. Yeah. Um, You're because, pretty consistent. I, I respect that. Um, I'm not saying that I don't have my moments. I definitely yeah. do. Yeah, but yeah. like for the, for the most part, you know what I mean? Like I try to keep that level of, you know, consistency and, and coziness because that's way more important to me than, you know, being all riled up and all that kind of shit. Word. I, I, I'm not <laughs> here for that, but I do get tight. <laughs> So I might wear my my head wear tight sweatpants those days. <laughs> you always like you seem like to me like pretty confident. Uh, For the most part, I don't know if that relates to you know being comfortable and like wanting other people to feel like that. But like, how do you maintain that consistent like level? It's a uh, it's really important, you know. And I'm very I'm very self aware of you know just like my overall emotions throughout the day, mm -hmm. and you know I try to be I try to have my confidence project onto other people because I want them to feel confident about themselves also. I like, I know the power of how, you know, how morale is in the room. Mm -hmm. And I've seen it, I've seen mm -hmm. it work on multiple different levels. Like mm -hmm. I, I grew up with uh, working with my dad as an electrician and he always used to have me talking to all the old dudes all the time, mm -hmm. you know, and never to be like nervous about these situations or like, you know, be afraid about it. Like he's always told me like, stand up straight, keep your head high, you know, don't drag your feet. And that level of, you know, confidence, especially being a, you know, a black man, and having and demanding that kind of respect because respect is free is something that I am. Mm -hmm. um, I I really try to hold paramount in like you know just my overall conversations and I just got I, I don't like it to make uh, make it a big deal you mm -hmm. know yeah yeah 
but I think it's really important to have like this level of confidence and, and not to say that I don't, you know, have my really, you know, dark days too. Like I get really depressed about things all the time, Yeah. but like, you know, I try to make sure to remind myself that, you know, I love myself and, you know, and I love people as well too. So they should feel Aww. loved, you know, I mean, as cheesy as that sounds, I think it's important. No, it's not cheesy. It's honest. Nah, I'd be like, nah, I, I just think it's really important. Yeah. Is your, uh, is your family like that? Like you, you mentioned your dad. Oh, my, my dad is definitely the most, uh, confident and also stubborn person in, in the, in the universe. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's the ultimate thug. Um, uh, his confidence is, <laughs> is key. Yeah. Um, and my confidence, um, my mother is also, uh, my mother is honestly like my mom is one of the strongest women or strongest people that I've ever met. And I know that everybody says that about their parent, but like, especially like my mom coming from Brownsville, um, everything yeah, that she went through back in the day, like especially it's like real. in the sixties, yeah. yeah, the same, like, the same Brownsville never ran, never will. And, um, you know, my mom, you know, she never runs, you know, like she's always you know, faces thing has, you know, she faces things head on. Um, and she can tell you that, you know, she's not perfect either, but like, you know, her level of dedication and persistence toward, towards doing the right thing just motivates me every single time. Like, nah, if she could do this, you know, you know, she's out here thugging it out. <laughs> she's like five, three, like I could do this. <laughs> like, you know, so yeah, my mom, yeah, between my, my parents are definitely a bigger source, a uh, big source of inspiration for my confidence. Yeah. You can see it. That's, that's, it's everything. It's literally everything. I mean, I've definitely struggled with it. And it kind of goes, this definitely goes back to how you were raised, right? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, I can, I can honestly ramble about that for days. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a really important. And I'm really grateful to, and by having, like, you know, both of my parents uh, raise me on that, uh, raise me to know, just to be self aware of all the situations. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, I know we talked a lot about family. I want to come back to that. Mm-hmm. But what I want to get into is self care. Yeah. And mental health a little bit, kind of buzzy, buzzy topics right now. Um, but that's kind of what current mood is about. It's about deconstructing your everyday kind of self-care and awareness to make you a better entrepreneur and a better person. Mm-hmm. Um, so what does self-care mean to you? Self-care to me, um, you know, it means, it means a bunch of, uh, it means a bunch of different things, but I think what it comes down to is uh, to keeping it really simple is loving yourself and finding ways to, you know, keep your life simple and tend to those loving uh, relationships, whether it's, through creativity, whether it's through family, whether it's through friends, whether it's through um, anything that you can really find that source of happiness, which is, you know, actually beneficial to your life. Um, mm. You know, I think that is uh, really important for self-care and getting lost into uh, pretty much like the systematic uh, routine is something that's really dangerous that, you know, everybody kind of goes through. I, I struggle with that myself, you know, what but, do you mean a systematic routine. Um, sometimes, I, I like to say this thing all the t- time that my, my pops taught me is like, don't live to pay your rent. Mm. And what that means to me is, you know, don't spend your life um, chasing temporary things. You have to find ways to do things that are fulfilling for your life um, in the long run. And then whatever that means to you, like wh- whether it's financial, whether it's spiritual, I'm, I'm really, uh, I know I really hold that true to my heart. So um, it sounds really simple, but I really just try to do the things that I love. If I, mm. if I know that I've been, you know, really grinding hard for the last couple of days, I'm going to play Borderlands 3 on my PlayStation for the next six hours, you know, and, and sit there and decompress, yeah. you know, and then I, and I think that's really important. And yeah. if there's some other days that, like, you know, if I know that I've been really depressed for the last couple of days because I've been, you know, sitting there, like, you know, 
you know, just working on a bunch of things. I would literally just need to walk out the house and walk down the block. I would just walk down the walk down the block. Yeah. Like, n- no destination, like no goal, like literally just walk out just to fill. That's my favorite. Fill my lung, you know, <laughs> fill my lungs with some air. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right, so right, right. I think just tending, tending, being self-aware is the most important part about self-care, you know? Yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, just, just try to be really present with that is really important. Yeah. Do you have like any like daily practices or anything that keeps you in check? I do have like times in the morning. I don't do it all the time, but I do have times in the morning where I would just sit in like in complete silence, you know, and would yeah. just literally just have, you know, my thoughts to myself, especially like in the day in like in the, in the, in the age of where there's so much information everywhere. It's so easy to access. Like you could open I'm one of those people that I could wake up on my phone and then side scroll on Twitter for the next two hours. And the next thing you know, it's like, what haven't been looking at, you know, I've just been feeding <laughs> my brain with like, you know, all these different news and this and yeah. that and all this other, yeah. you know, the things going on in the world. So sometimes I think it's just really important to, uh, just to kind of turn off all this kind of stuff and then just really just have those kind of moments in the morning where you, uh, you know, you sit there and contemplate to yourself and just thinking about what's going on in your own life, you know, just yeah. to kind of hear your own thoughts. Uh, I usually like to wake up. Um, I haven't been doing a lot lately, but I usually like to wake up uh, pretty early and, you know, just th- get like maybe drink some orange juice or drink some water or something like that and just sit there and really just chill. Sometimes I listen to music. Sometimes there's no music. Uh, but I really just need that time to like, yeah. You know, sit there, whether it's 20 minutes, whether it's, you know, whatever, whatever time period that is, like, I just need that. And, yeah. Uh, you time? Yeah. I was just complaining about that earlier. I was like, I just need that. I need, when I go, uh, you know, I have a couple of days just to sit to myself and just, <laughs> it's going to be amazing. But, you also travel a lot, right? Yeah. So, like, how do you keep, how do you maintain your, like, mental, a good mental state when you're, like, on the go? Um, traveling, traveling is a, uh, traveling is a very, uh, it's sometimes it's a difficult thing for me and yeah. I'm really grateful for the opportunity to work and, you know, bounce around to places, but, um, I don't, it's really draining, you know, yeah, 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 for it's sure. draining and, you know, there is a lot of, uh, it's mention- really cool on Instagram. <laughs> oh, it looks great on highlights it looks great on the highlights. until you're actually editing photos at like, you know, one o'clock in the morning with a deadline that you need to turn around by the next day. Like that yeah. stuff is cool. Yeah. But on the gram is fire. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> um, and I'm super, that I'm super grateful for that kind of stuff, honestly. And, um, I really, um, every time I get really, uh, lost in the thought, like, man, I'm just so tired of getting on this damn plane. Um, I really think about the time that I used to work at GameStop and, <laughs> and I couldn't go anywhere. Right. Like literally I couldn't go anywhere. I had right. to like beg my mom and you know, my parents, my family used to go to Disney world all the time. I had to like beg my mom, like, yo mom, can you like, you know, get my ticket so I can come out to Disney world? Like, I mean, like that was my life yeah. when I was like 23, yeah. uh, you know, 24 years old. Um, and I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. And I just really have to like, you know, accept the whole like tot- uh, totality of the, of the, uh, you know, how, how grand the situation is. Like, right. you know, it does suck to be bouncing around everywhere, but like how ill it is that you get to actually, you know, do this. So I was like, you know, let me just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, you know, just find that 20 minutes to in the morning to kind of like decompress. Yeah. And, um, I'll be fine, you know, yeah. but I do think there is a balance and I, I, I do think that balance is important, especially for, especially for me being such an introverted, naturally an introverted kind of person. And, and, yeah. yeah I, don't right. like, I don't like leaving the crib. I really don't like leaving the house. If I ha- I leave, I leave the house. I feel that when there's thing when there's, when there's something to do, <laughs> then I will do it. <laughs> You're not just leaving for the sake of leaving. No. Yeah. No. That's why that, the, the, the random walks are very important because right. like, everything is so destination based. So like sometimes just having the freedom just to walk around and have your thoughts walk around as well too, which is, you know, really like, get to let your thoughts walk around. Yeah. That's so crucial. Yeah. You Especially need in New York, man. Like it's, it's like nonstop grind here. You're always, there's always something going on. There's always a siren. There's always, 
some crazy person outside. Mm-hmm. There's always someone yelling. Like, there's mm-hmm. is New York has no chill. No, you have to create that chill. Yeah, <laughs> and you have to be very uh, aware that you are like New York is about the essence of like things that are not in your control and what you can actually control. Right. And uh, right. understanding that that balance is very important. Yeah. Because you can get ca- you can get caught up. Like you know, easily. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, you get, you get was like, been you start, you know, going to meetings and seeing all these other kind of people. Like you know, like I said, it's a blessing, but you know, it is something that you need to understand the balance of. Yeah. When to go and when to chill. Yeah. So when did you kind of first start becoming like self aware? Um, or were you always kind of pretty in tune with with your your thoughts? Well, I got um when I was eighteen, I used to work at a. Uh, Express. Well, I used to work at Sears and Express. Man, you uh, had jobs. And I had jobs. <laughs> you would think I'm Jamaican. Um, uh, I had jobs. I um. So yeah, at the time. Well, wait, I, are you Jamaican? I'm from Jamaica, Queens. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, <laughs> that counts. You? My best friend's Jamaican. Um, <laughs> shout out to Dijon uh, and Demray. I um. Yeah, so I was working at Sears um, at the time, Sears and Express at Greenacres Mall, and I was, you know, I was like, you know, I was being cheap. I was like 18, 19. Um, I was like, man, let me just walk home from work. I remember somebody's like, do you want to take a cab? You know, t- you know, just with me back to the, you know, back to the hood. I was like, nah, that's cool. You know, we always walk through this movie theater parking lot. And then like through the movie theater, you know, you're just pretty much on your way home. So I'm walking home and, uh, I, you know, these dudes was walking up behind me, but I was like, I didn't really pay no attention to it. Cause I was like, you know, people just walking around the hood anyway. If you know anything about Rosedale, uh, if, the, if, you, if you know, anyone who's listening knows anything about, Ro- doesn't know about Rosedale, Rosedale is, uh, in Southeast Jamaica, Queens. And it's pretty much, like the hood with houses, you know, so everybody has the perception that, you know, like, oh man, these are some, some beautiful cribs. Like this is nice houses. But in Rosedale, people began shot like all the time is like the classic, <laughs> the classic queen story of like, you know, <laughs> of like these nice cribs and like just really hood situations. Sh- ones. Yeah, exactly. Um, so then I was, I was walking, I'll never forget this. I had the YouTube edition iPod, I had the black and red joint and I was listening to uh, the Kanye West and common song on, on my way home off of like late, late registration, I believe. And, um, yeah, this dude, the dude came up, the dudes came up to me and he hit me, came up behind me and hit me with a sock full of rocks and hit me in the back of my head. And then it hit me on the side of my face and completely shattered my cheekbone. My lip is still, my right lip is still partially numb to this day. Um, they eventually got my wallet and took my wallet and saw all that stuff like that. And I, no lie, I only had like $2 and a metro card on me. I don't think the metro card had money. Um, so they took my wallet. Jokes had, on you guys. Yes. Yeah, like, you guys ain't got shit. <laughs> um, but they did take my iPod and I was sick about that. Man. Um, and yeah, so I ran, I, you know, I managed to get away from them and broke free. And then, um, I had to get like a uh, facial reconstruction surgery. I had to get three metal plates in my face. Oh my God. And, um, you know, I was all messed up. I pretty much dropped out of college and I, I had a lot of time to reflect on, I had a lot of time to reflect on, you know, what's really important. And, um, mm-hmm. and I had to really understand that like, you know, life, if they hit, if, it, if they would have hit me a little bit closer to my tempo, I would have been dead. It pretty much the doctor said it was like six six inches away from my you know killing me. Is that what the scar is right mm-hmm. here? That's oh. my scars. Wow. Like the scars on the right side of my face. Dang. Yeah, so that that situation at first, like you know, I was just really you know tight and like you know mad, like how could this happen to me? And then you know embarrassed and all this kind of stuff. And then um, I eventually just had to just you know say like I have the control, but I can control, and I need to, if I one of those things is my happiness, I need to be in charge of that. Nobody else is going to make me happy besides myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the people who do love me, like my family and my cousins and all the people that were there for me at the time, you know, I just need to be more aware of that, 
you know, aware of those situations and be around them more. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just really, that, that was, when it happened to me, like I was like 18, 19, that was, you know, that was a long ass time ago, but at mm-hmm. the same time it was, uh, I, I, you know, it, it was an important step in my life to really start to understand, like, you know, life is not, not guaranteed to anyone. And at the same time, like, what are you actually doing here while you're here? Um, right. So yeah, that shit woke me the fuck up. <laughs> so what are you doing here while you're here? Everything right here for me right now is, you know, eating that jerk chicken in the morning. That was amazing. <laughs> but, uh, but all jokes aside is uh, being present, you know, and, yeah. and also like I feel especially with the stuff that we're doing with Street Dreams is um, I feel like we're like like the gatekeeper, the gatekeepers of history. You know, I feel like it's our obligation to uh, bridge, uh, bridge the gap you know, for the past, the present, and the future. And then we had a really interesting age group where, you know, we know what it's like to grow up with the internet. Like, you know, I know what it's like to grow up with hip hop. Like, you know, mm. I grew up with my uncle being in a fucking R&B group. You know what I mean? Like, Your, if, well, R&B group? Uh, full force. Your uh, uncle was in full force? Yeah, Bo Lickaloo. Bo Lickaloo? I grew up around this stuff all my life. So, like, who else is going to tell this story and with that actually loves it not only right, loves the story right, right, but loves right. the people involved like i'm not trying to exploit this like no i actually i love being black and i love telling black stories right so i mean finding ways just to expand that palette to not make it only be as you know as i know how it could be you know a little biased sometimes like those stories mm-hmm. are important for everyone like i think those there's so many different parallels that you can run for everyone in society mm-hmm. so you know we, uh, we we're really uh yeah we feel like we're the gatekeepers of history with that kind of stuff so if i'm here like until like you know if i were to drop outside t- uh, today um, I know that I did, you know, I was doing my due diligence to make sure that, like, you know, I'm protecting, like, you know, New York and also my family's name. Mm-hmm. Wow. So what what would you say are, like, in line with the top, like, three stories that you were honored to tell? Illest stories that we got to tell so far. Um, first one is, I mean... There's so many, but the first one I always that pops up in my head that always brings a smile to my face is uh, my OG uh, Joseph Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Um, Joseph Rodriguez is an incredible human being, um, one of the best photographers known to man, and he's like the, a sixty year, a sixty eight year old, you know, smooth talking brother from Brooklyn, and it's honestly like an honor to even have him hit me up on some regular casual stuff to curate a magazine with him. Um, we are working on his gallery show that we, uh, I'm, I'm executive producing with um, a couple of other people as well, too. That's coming up this, uh, this April. Mm-hmm. Um, Joseph Rodriguez is, you know, he's timeless, you know, and I think that especially with my father um, having his, having his strokes last year and, and not being able to talk as much. He's 59. Joseph being 68 years old, being able to, you know, walking around and doing his thing like that. Like, you know, we need to really, you know, champion people like that while they're still here. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, Joseph, my man, um, my man, hundred grand all day. Mm-hmm. Um, other story, uh, other story that is really dope is just the overall, just the first issue alone. Like I can't even believe, I remember when we were talking about the magazines, like we really about to make a magazine dog. Like what the <laughs> hell are you talking about? What? This weird Canadian dude talking about magazines. Like how are you going to pay for this, bro? <laughs> so that's my whole thing. I was really completely like unbelievable that we, you know, that we even created the first one. Creating the first magazine was, it was pretty much like my college degree. You know what I mean? Right, like right, I didn't graduate right. college. I dropped out of college. So I was completing something. That was like the first time I really like completed something like <laughs> in my life besides a video game. And so I'm like, Dang. that was really, that was a big deal for us. And the third, the third story is it's like, it's like three A and three B. Um, <laughs> When we got the New York Times feature in Ooh, 2015 or 2016, yeah. um, I was with Eric that day 
And I was walking home from, we just got off the train for like Merlin and Broadway and I had the newspaper and I fucking broke down and cried like right next to that Popeyes. Like I was bawling because uh-huh. it was crazy. Like, that is, that's this, it's crazy. insane. It's yeah. like, it's the New York Times, to, you know, like I just told you how much we, you know, we're pretty much like history buffs. Um, the New York Times is like getting something in stone. So yeah. that that and was, it was in print. And it was in print. Right. Like, and I had that it's drink huge. framed in my crib, like, to this day. Like, yeah. my, my dad was still in good health when it happened. Like, my grandpa was still here. Like, yeah. you know, there was a lot of, my, my uncle was still here. There was a lot of people in my family that were still here that was, we were able to, like, you know, celebrate this together as a, together as a family. Not, not only with my blood family, but also with my new family with, uh, you know, with Eric and Mike and the rest of the Street Dreams team. So, yeah, that, that really messed me up. And, um, that was, that was really amazing. And, uh, and the three B part was like uh, the last gallery that my uh, my dad was able to attend when he was in good health. Like it just mm-hmm. kind of makes it really special. Like we did a, a gallery with, at the Sony Square Space maybe about two like about two years ago now, mm-hmm. and um you know he came he came through all dappered up like you know oh. smelling good sitting sitting like in the <laughs> Spider Man chair, and he was just talking about like how like you know how impressed he was, and I kept on saying like ah oh, man this is nothing we got, we got more stuff cooking, and then he had his strokes like two months later. And it just made me really appreciate how important that day was, you know, mm-hmm. um, the, all those photos and all those memories. And, and like, you know, he's still here with us still, like, you know, today. And like, he just definitely has a different life now. But mm-hmm. um, it just makes it makes all the things that we're doing more important when you when things like that start to happen in your life. Yeah. So I was like, nah, this is that's that was really dope. Yeah. Wow. I mean. You're so young and you've already had three bangers. <laughs> no, that's that's, like, there's a lot. There's a lot there's more to so tell. It hurts. Yeah. It hurts. Honestly, there's a lot more that that happened in yeah. general. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, those those just stand out so much to me that like that I know like if I were if I were ever blessed to be if I were, if I were blessed to have kids that would be something like at the time I got in the New York Times I was crying <laughs> like a baby. And then, that's one of the things that we talk about. I will talk about all the all, all the time. Uh, yeah, I mean, you mentioned your dad a bunch of times. Yeah, with, you know. um, that's a that's a that's a tough subject, especially as you get older and you 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 know people we're not getting any younger, right? No. Like you know, like I mean, for me, like when I went home for around the holidays, it was it was like a wake up call. It was mm. like I mean, luckily, like you know, everyone's in good health. My grandmother's in her nineties. Like, yeah, my other grandmother's in her eighties. That's amazing, amazing. Yeah, like she's 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 out here. She's she's sending me text messages. She has an iPhone. Oh, that's, see, that's crazy. That's even wilder. Like, <laughs> grandma sending you emojis. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No. The emojis is always trippy. It's like, grandma, you are wiling. Emoji of choice. Um, the uh, ladybug and the uh, elephant. Oh, wow. She's classy. <laughs> she <is> classy. <laughs> wow. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Shout out Nana Betty. Um, anyway, yeah, but but this 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 holiday season going home was just like, and coming back to New York, because I just moved here two years ago, so mm. this is like the second time I've come back after a holiday and like it was just weird it's like i don't live near my family and like that's been the hardest part about yeah. being here mm-hmm. and um <clears throat> i'm not gonna lie like the last like the last month like january was really fucking hard for me like yeah. i came back like like depressed yeah and just like fuck like what am i doing with my life yeah like what am i doing if it's not for them mm-hmm. kind of a thing yeah um but, I, to- I totally 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 know where you're coming from with from that yeah i just want to i just want to talk about it because like we don't really talk about well we talk about family how it's important but like how do how are we dealing with the um you know aging family members and people who are getting sick and illness and like how do you even broach the subject or even talk about it or comfort someone like where do you even start you know that is a such a uh, i think that's a something that i guess all of us would continue to figure out ways to cope and, and deal with that yeah i i mean i even remember um, you know, 
just like I even feel like you know, especially with the situations like this when my pops like with him. Mm-hmm. So he had uh, the anniversary of when he's had his uh, stroke. Well, it's coming up on February 18th. Um, mm. So, you know, the, it, it, it was really it was a really weird time for me uh, for that, because, you know, when when everything went down, he, he was still talking and all that kind of stuff like that. And then like two months into it, um, he got he got really sick. Mm. And then the doctors said at the time that he only had like a week left to live. And, you know, I, I don't like my mom is a Jehovah's Witness, so I don't like cursing in front of my mom. But I definitely dropped that S-bomb in front of her that day because I, I, I mean, I, I lost it. And then I start to immediately, and I was trying to, I'm trying to figure, you know, you try to figure out, you know, what, you know, what does your, what do you, you know, what, do, what does your parents mean to you? And I, I think mm-hmm. the biggest thing, especially, if, you know, growing up in any, any kind of situation, uh, having a parent is a, uh, like the ultimate kind of security blanket, you know, mm-hmm. it's like the ultimate uh, safety net. There was always this feeling like they were just, even though, you know, life is short, you just always like, man, my parents ain't going to go anywhere. Right. You, you always know? think that they're just there. You just, they're just there. You always call. My dad is. My dad used to be the dude who, you know, call me like just talking shit on the phone all day. You know, <laughs> he would call me and bother me in the morning. I was like, you know, or sometimes we would sit there and like, you know, just, you know, go back and forth and figuring out what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then all of a sudden you just can't talk to him anymore. Like he just can't speak. And that was really, that was really, really difficult for me. So I guess he can't speak now. He speaks like a fairly, like a little bit. Like if he says, if he says, I asked my mom, Basically, what's the last thing he said? And she said, um, <laughs> you know, he was watching the national anthem. He started crying. She's like, what's wrong with you, man? So he still has something there. You know, it's definitely something that's still there. Um, yeah. Does he write or no, express himself he he in any other way? He can't, um, he can't move his uh, extremities like that and all that stuff like that. Oh, so we had to do the whole physical therapy thing and all that stuff like that. Oh, man. Um, so it's tough. Like, you know, and my mom has to take care of him now. And yeah. um, I think the biggest thing to the biggest thing about family and like just like the death and the grief that everything that kind of happens with that is Mm -hmm. um, the reluctance to accept what happens. Right. And also the same thing of, you know, I'm not in control of everything and you control what you can't control. And at the same time, you, uh, you have to make the best of, you have to really embrace the times uh, that you're here with, you know, your loved ones. Um, that even though that I can't, my dad can't talk anymore and they really, and all that kind of stuff like that. I swear to God, like the memories that we have of like fishing and then like, you know, us like, you know, him dancing around in the house with James Brown or something like that. <laughs> and like, you know, us arguing and like, you mm-hmm. know, everything like those memories are so strong and alive in my, in, in my, in my heart and in, uh, in my mind that I, I would swear to you that there would be, it's like it's happening right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm really grateful that I was, had such a close connection with my dad and that we had, uh, we did have a falling out, but we did make up mm-hmm. and uh, be able to actually, you know, communicate all these things together. And I, I got to tell him all the dreams that I want to do and all that stuff like that. So, like, you know, I'm really grateful that I was able, you know, not only to have a pops, but, you know, also for him to teach me this stuff and yeah. you know, be aware of that stuff. So, like, long, it sounds a little long winded, but basically, like, I'm just, you know, learning to accept those situations is always the tough part. But mm-hmm. is the the tough conversation that you need to have with yourself. And you can't have that conversation with yourself. You know, it takes having loved ones with you. And yeah. you need to find the loved ones that are actually going to be there for you. Yeah. Um, family could be a really, family could be a messy thing sometimes. I have cousins that I don't like either. But, you know, <laughs> I um I think it's really important that, um you know, you really tend to those loving relationships, especially when uh, you're dealing with uh, 
things that are revolving around your family. Uh, you have to communicate and be open as possible with that stuff. I, I definitely let things build up, and I definitely try to be the opposite of that nowadays. Yeah. Like, just let you know what's up. Yeah. Um, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. Yeah. What about the relationships you have with people that you work with that you consider family? Yeah. Like, is that, do you, do you, do you take those the same way or, or how do you, how do you, how do you look at your professional working relationship? 100%. There is, um, especially when it came to, you know, everything that was uh, speaking, speaking specifically with, uh, you know, my dad, or my dad having a stroke and then my, you know, and it's just like, you know, my family, uh, my family, you know, just family, how it is in general. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a, a weird, a, a weird thing happened where I've always, you know, we always throw out these words like, yo, what's good, bro? Like, what's up, sis? Or like, what's up, family? What's good, cuz? Right. Um, but then when things start to actually happen, the, those words have a different kind of cadence. Right. You know, uh, so all those people that, you know, like the Dijons, the Demrays, like Jess, uh, even people I'm not even cool with anymore, like that helped me out throughout, throughout those times. It was really important like i needed everything every step of the way i remember uh you know mike c is our art director and uh uh the third part of the co-founder co-founders of street dreams mm-hmm. um i remember being in tokyo at shake shack and i just broke down and crying like like a baby and then if it wasn't for mike like you know just being there like i i, I never like um it sounds really weird but like you know i missed having like you know that male influence like you know the the male influence in my life and then mike c is like that like, you know he's, he's one, one of my ogs so mm-hmm. um and i wasn't there with like my mom or my sister or right. like you know my cousins right. but i was there with like that new that new sense of a family and i right, i threw, right. I, throw, I throw those words out all the time but they just start having a different they just have a start they start to have a different kind of cadence mm-hmm. um in my life now so like mm-hmm. if i if i call you like what's up family what's up sis like i, I actually mean that shit like I don't, i'm not gonna say <laughs> right. that and i'm not saying that to people i don't fuck with <laughs> then, like, right. i was like you would get the hey what's up my guy and, my uh, guy yeah that's the one uh, that's my like guy. the bodega guy yeah hey, my guy yeah <laughs> even the bodega dude that's my man's you know what i'm saying like <laughs> so um, but yeah, those words, uh, yeah, those words, uh, those words mean a lot more, um, especially yeah. when it comes to the friendship. So yeah. like, the street dreams family is definitely my, like, that is my actual family. You know what I mean? Right, right, I look right. at them the same way. Yeah. You could tell you see it, but we try to put a lot of love in. I mean, that's, we try to put a lot of love in what we do. And, and that's why, uh, we've been grateful to have, uh, um, this kind of reception over the years, you know, mm-hmm. um, we're not, we're doing things because we actually love them. We're not doing it. <laughs> like, it's a very simple process. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, we talked a little bit earlier about like legacy. Yeah. Like what, especially with like, fuck with like Kobe passing away yeah. and rest in peace, Kobe and Gianna. Um, Herrera, that honestly. Shit's, that shit's like, that shit was terrible, man. It's still pretty bad. Yeah. Um, that's the, the reluctant, yeah. the reluctance of accepting that. But like, he, yeah. I'm so grateful for everything that Kobe was and, and Gigi and, oh my God, and everybody else affected on that, that situation. Yeah. You know, like every day that I think I'm over it, I wake up and it's like, <sighs> it just, yeah. it's just like a permanent bad taste in my mouth. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Kobe was everything to me. And yeah. it's just that, oh yeah. But his legacy speaks for himself, you know? Right, right. Even before he passed. Yeah. Like he was just fucking the man. He's always been yeah. <laughs> like he's yeah. always been the man. Yeah, and he's always been he's been he's flawed too. So that's the best part about him. I mean, he, he didn't he Who didn't isn't? he he never he never ran from anything, and uh, he's completely aware of what's going on. And then on top of that, like he lets you know that like I know that I did this, and I'm I'm going to be a better man because of this. And like and he's actually yeah. proved it. You know yeah. how many people can really say that you know they fucked up and actually you know 
did something right. No, about a lot it. of people just keep it moving. Yeah. Always, oh, oh, I fucked up, and then just leave it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? just moving forward, like not acknowledging <laughs> or addressing anything. But yeah. Um, but how do you think about legacy? How do you think about your legacy, especially with you know with 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 illness in your family and and you know passing of a icon that you know was your hero? Like, yeah. How do you think about legacy? I've or do you? I think I, I'm up. I maybe. I'm obsessed with legacy too much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> everything, everything to me is uh, legacy. Uh, yeah. I think that um, there has to be a level of substance to everything that I do in my life. Yeah. And not only that, there has to be not trying to say like you know walking around like pounding my chest like I'm this superior human being, but like I really genuinely want to make my family proud. That sure. means everything same. to me. Yeah. Same. It's like. Especially like everything that my grandpa went through, like you know, these dudes is like he was used to like still like when he used to work at a, like at the drive through and in order to feed like my my dad and like his you know five brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. he used to like steal food and put like shrimp in his pocket. That's why they used to call him like Big Shrimp or something like that. Like <laughs> like he he's he, then he worked at UPS, you know what I'm saying? And, like you know, then he held it and he moved up moved him up to New York and like the same thing with like my grandma from Kentucky and like my grandpa from like down south, like the, like. They 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 sacrificed, they a, sacrificed lot. Yeah. a lot, and who am I to, who am I to say that like you know I'm just just nothing nothing against it at all, but I'm just gonna do like I'm just gonna do what I have to do and right. get by right like fuck that game by shit like you yeah. know I'm gonna make sure that my family know my family my family's name rings bells like you know from here to the end of time and whatever I had to do to do that like I don't like I've felt like that before. When I was working at McDonald's, like I didn't know what I was gonna do. I was just like, man, it's gonna be tight. Like <laughs> whatever I do is gonna be tight, yeah. and um, I, I take that very seriously. And um, no, I love your I, positive I, outlook always. I, I try, I try, yeah, I try to really. Uh, it's just really important, you know. Cause I, you know, motherfuckers, I get sad too, you know. But I don't want to. I don't want to make that everything, you know. Yeah. I, like, there's so much more when, when it's all said and done. Like, are we gonna count the days? How many days we were sad? Or, 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 <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, that's real shit. Like, what? You get you go to that dark place. Oh no! Yeah, what, it gets what, dark. What takes you there? Let's be real. Tell me. Um, <laughs> my own stupidity half the time. <laughs> that's that's fucking real. <laughs> um, I'm yeah, I yeah, I'm not perfect, so I definitely do dumb things all the time. I do things. I have uh reluctantly destructive uh reluctantly destructive personality when I'm sad. AKA, mm. I like to drink. You know, and oh. that stuff, I know that is not good because my dad was an alcoholic and mm-hmm. I know that that wasn't good for him also. And he did a lot. He did a lot to get himself out of that place. And like he did, he did better for himself, too. But it's mm-hmm. kind of funny that like the sense of your father is something that's so close to you. And it's, 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 it's hilarious. And the older I get, I was like, man, like, you know, maybe like, not to say that I was like not to say that it's all the time, but it's just something just that awareness kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Just knowing when to balance it, when when to balance, and when is enough is too enough. But yeah, mm-hmm. when when is enough enough? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know that I could be, you know, stupid with you know stupid in general, like just like my decision making, and like sometimes I just try to like you know not make rash decisions, and like you know it's like you know what I'm gonna hit you back, I'm gonna hit you up tomorrow, and like let me sleep on this. I yeah. try to do that a little bit more. Twenty four hour rule. <laughs> because I'm confrontational. I'm from you know I'm from Queens. Like we had to we had to defend <laughs> everything. We had to fight. You know they they dropped the bridges over. You know we had to, we had to fight back. You know what I mean? <laughs> that stuff is that stuff still rings bells to us. So you know I'm, I grew up a fighter, and I, I always my first instinct is always to fight. Mm. And I try not to. Uh, you know I'm not trying to fight like that anymore. <laughs> you getting in some fights? Nah, not anymore. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Say that for another day. <laughs> But no, I'm, I'm good. I'm a good boy. I'm I feel good. like New, New Yorkers are like really good at verbal fights. 
Yeah, no, we're gonna, like, we're gonna try to cut deep. You don't have a fucking answer for everything. Yeah, even no. if it's definitely not the right answer, you're just gonna argue. He's like, oh, really? <laughs> you really just gonna say that? I was like, yeah, word. Like, I'm gonna keep it funky all the time. I was like, if you want to go there, it could get crazy, and that could be wrong, but it's not gonna be over. It, it, no, I, I'm gonna end that shit though. I could definitely be wrong. <laughs> I could 100 percent be wrong, but it will definitely be over. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I could definitely, but yeah, I could definitely, uh, it's just, uh, we grew, you grew up in such a competitive, a naturally competitive environment. Like he grew up and you didn't want to be the kid with the dusty sneakers at school. Like you didn't want to be the kid wearing like everybody's rocking bugle, I mean, everybody's rocking polo. You don't want to be rocking bugle boy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of that stuff w- was a very big deal. Like I used to bug my mom all the time. Like, man, can we please go to TJ Maxx or Burlington Co. Factory? Cause I cannot be wearing like this Izod shirt no more. Like they're killing me out here, you know? <laughs> I'd be like, Mom, I need new shoes. She'd be like, let me wash your shoes for you. Yeah, I got Look, you got oh, brand Lord. new shoes now. <laughs> I, my parents definitely didn't buy me no sneakers. I mean, I could I could count the sneakers that I got <laughs> in high school. Definitely count. People but, just uh, people be sending you sneakers now, right? I know. People just, every time I look at your IG, you're like, thank you so-and-so for yet I another I feel like gift. such a loser. Yo, appreciate you and nah, the No, no, it's all genuine. Yeah, I mean, But it's what do you of, do with all the promos? Where are they? Are they just stacked up? You wear them. Uh, <laughs> so what do I do with the promos? So with the, the couple of things I do with the promos, like I burn everything. No, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> I actually I I donate a lot of that stuff to like uh, my homies at the bodega. Like all the oh, dudes who work cool. at the bodega, yeah, like yeah, those yeah. are my people. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And every every time I get something that's like a little bit undersized or like there's the wrong size because that stuff happens all the time. You know, I bless the dudes at the bodega all the time. Like they gave me like this little. Uh, they sent me like this whole like soup before like this whole like Canadian tuxedo thing. I don't know what it was, <laughs> but it was t- it was tight. You know, I can't I won't say the brand, but it was tight. And um, I gave it to the homie uh, at the bodega. And uh, the next day I came back, my homie, he's wearing the whole outfit. He got the whole beanie on and everything bodega? at the bodega. Like, that's my man's. Um, they they yeah. bless you with, like, egg and cheese in return? They give you that free credit. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm, <laughs> if I'm pop that day or if I go into the store with, like, $3 worth of quarters. But, yo, man, like, uh, can I just keep this and get the sandwich? And it's like, yeah, oh, it's good, primo, it's good. You're good, you're good, you're good. But, like, you know, I, um, yeah, I'm really big on, like, uh, this is, like, the first time I, I even, like, even, like, tell people, like, that I, you know, I donate stuff to yeah. like, in general, but like, cause I don't like to make it like, I'm not trying to like make, you know, Instagram videos and not to say there's anything wrong with it, but I don't like to make this a whole, like, I don't like to make it like a whole charade, you know, like, yeah, if I really, I really, yeah. I really love them. They look out for me and they, we, we went through some times together as well too. Like, you know, one of the bodega people passed away, um, a couple months ago, Rubio. And oh, that was, I remember working, I put him in some of them, the Knicks campaigns that we had and all that stuff like that. You know, one of the nicest people ever. And then when he passed away, like, then we, I was, that was like, it felt like family, you know? So I'm, I made sure. Yeah. That, you know, we say know that like, I'm going to be here for you. You know, yeah. like you and my man's. Like that's important. It's also your neighborhood too. It's like yeah. having a, a community. Yeah, exactly. It's like if, if everybody's complaining about all this X, X, Y, and Z, and this it's like, what are you actually doing? Like to the to the your, your own your own neighbors, your yeah, own stores. Like, do great. you actually hold a conversation with the people who are making your sandwich in the morning? Or right. like, I don't treat them like they're doing a service. I treat them like. They just happen to be behind the counter. Right, <laughs> like, right, right, it was right, like, right. it was good. Like, you man, like, how's your mom's? Like, all that. Like, that's, it's real. Yeah. And I, I try to, like, I don't, I don't like being fake about that stuff. Yeah. So that's why I don't really put that on the internet like that, that I do that. Respect is free. As Respect is free. Always. No, and man. also, like, free stuff that they send you. <laughs> <laughs> so they can have that too. <laughs> yeah. So, like, how do you deal with, like, you have what, like, a hundred and almost 200,000 followers on your personal account? Yeah. Like, I'm sure you're getting hit up left and right for stuff. Like, yeah. what, how do you sift through and or respond to people? Like, how do you deal with the volume? Um, I tried to, I tried to seed out the people who are actually genuine. 
and then there's a weird kind of cadence of a genuine question. Right. There's there's a difference between uh like um I grew up in a very tough love household. I was like, so my pops was very um adamant on my growth, but it wasn't just to bust my balls. It was also to like for me to be a better man. Right. Like there's not gonna be anything easy. Like if we had to do like an electrical job or like, you know, throw out some garbage, I'm 13 years old. Like he's not helping me pick up no pieces of sheetrock. I'm going to carry that shit myself, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I'm not to say that I'm, I look at a lot, I look at a lot, you know, a lot where we're doing like visual contracting instead of like, I'm not a contractor, but visual contracting is the same kind of concept. So I really uh, would try to help you build your house, but I'm not going to be sitting there holding your hand every step of the way. Right. But I will definitely, if, you, if you're if you serious about building... I'll connect the, build, you to the plumber. Yeah, I will connect you to the plumber. <laughs> I will connect you to the carpenter. But, like, I'm not building this shit for you. Yeah. You know, but I will definitely, if you want to really, if you're serious about it and you want to talk about it, and, like, I would love to talk about ideas and, like, you know, different colors of the for the walls and et cetera, et cetera, like yeah. all that stuff. But like, you need to be very serious about what you want to do because if I can't take you seriously, if you don't take yourself seriously Word. and I try to, and I try to, like, I'm not, I don't, I'm like eight for 10 sometimes. Like sometimes I'm like, sometimes yeah. some people catch me off guard. It's like, ah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> you having that weird day. It's like, oh, oh damn. Um, yeah. So, so like if people have like a, if like a, a clear developed kind of like question or something for yeah, you to word. respond to, it's so much easier. Yeah. Word. It's Instead like, of like, like, Hey man, let's link and build all about what, about bro? Like, what are you <laughs> talking about? It's like, you know what? Like, I don't want to link. No, I don't want to link nothing. <laughs> I'm, not I'm trying to link my link with my bed <laughs> <laughs> for real and build. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, yeah, I do. I do. Um, I just appreciate uh, genuine, transparent people. Yeah. And, and nobody who's asking for the handout because I definitely not asking it. Definitely not asking for no handouts, my damn self. Yeah, yeah. I ain't fucking with that. Tell tell me, like, obviously no names, but if you have like an experience that you've had on like IG where someone just hit you up and you were just they just were like sideways and you're like, what? Ah, this sure you've been honestly, getting all kinds of weird stuff. Honestly, it hasn't been nothing. Hasn't been nothing recently. Yeah, but like, you check know, out my mixtape, bro. But I will tell you something that happened a while ago. Like I remember, like I used to wear a bucket hat all the time, you know, and that was like one of my, my things. We used to rock the bucket every day. Yeah. And um, you know, one day I was walking around the city, and like this is before, um, you know, I had a you know amassed like you know this decent amount of followers. Um, I was just walking around with headphones, like you know, do I did 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 did, and some dude kind of came, some dude came up to me and took my AirPods out of my ear and was like, "Yo, are you Steve Sweatpants? I was about to knock him out." <laughs> I was like, are you serious? He don't do that. He's like, dog. And now and we and he looked he saw the way I looked at him. He's like, oh, oh, like I know they, maybe that wasn't like the thing to do. And then like we were I didn't, I was I was I still kept it cordial, but I was so disgusted, dog. I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> don't touch my earpods. Don't touch my earpod, my dirty ass earpods and your dirty fingers. Like all this kind of it's just a bad, yeah. a bad combination of things. So uh, my space was uh I don't like people like bust, busting that kind of bubble. But for the most part, like I said, like I take the uh I understand the totality of the situation. I just try <laughs> yeah. to I just try when people get really um if people are aware of who I am and they get really excited, I just try to like be a human being, like, hey right. man, I'm hey. just a regular ass dude, dog. Like, I'm Steve. <laughs> like they say, Are you actually wearing sweatpants today? Oh my god. I'm like, he's like, Yeah, man, it's crazy. Uh so what's your name? <laughs> dude, <laughs> like right. where, where are you from? <laughs> Yeah. This is like what the hell? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I love being normal. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. Um, so if you have like any advice for any entrepreneurs or, or I mean, established or even up and coming, like what would it be? I guess uh, my main piece of advice is to uh, you know really be more self aware about the 
be more self-aware of how simple things can be. Mm. Like you don't need to make a lot of uh, these situations and uh, to work on certain projects that difficult, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like there is um, like this weird kind of thing that's going on there where people feel like, you know, the more difficult you make things, that means it's more official or more (laughs) complicated. I mean, or or more like, you know, all these, you know, I have all these moving parts around. It's a 20 page contract. Therefore it's legit. I was like, dog, like, you know, there is a simplicity um, in life that is important to understand, especially the deeper that we get into the digital age. Uh, People are smart, you know, and people are aware. So if you don't give that, if you don't give people that uh, level of respect um, by overcomplicating things, but to, you know, for whatever degree, then you're losing, you're just going to lose. So I just Mm. stress people to keep it simple. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, If you actually want to ask somebody, how are you really mean that? Right. Um, and then you will be, you will see, you will, you will see the fruits of your labor. Like I've, I really think respect is free. And I think people just need to be more aware of that. Um, and I think, I guess the last thing is give, give the people their flowers while they're here. I, I don't mm-hmm. have any problems bigging up somebody who I think is really dope. Like you're cold, you know what I mean? You're doing your thing. And, um, I would love to, you know, just keep on checking it out. Not even like to work with you. Just like, I just want to see you do your thing. Yeah. I think people, uh, supporting people. I think, I think people are a little bit more reluctant to do that now. I mean, I'm better, I'm sorry, better, betting with doing that now, but I think that we should just hold that paramount for our culture. And, you know, if we could do that now, then that makes it a lot easier for a lot of the kids coming up to not think that like, you know, we're just a bunch of salty old people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm definitely, I definitely not, you know, I just don't like whack shit. <laughs> it's just very simple. Fair. So no, those are those are good. I like to keep it simple. That's funny because I have a tattoo right here. It says "Keep it simple." Yeah, that's the that's answer. <laughs> you need that. It's a good reminder. I put that. I should put that on my forehead. <laughs> I look mean, at it every morning. Um, well, thanks for coming to Current Mood. Thank you for having thanks me. Thanks for sharing your current mood. That was amazing. <laughs> okay. That was really cool. Ser- yeah. they, seriously, you've been family for since day one, and I'm really proud of you. And Aww. I think this is really dope. And um, thanks, can't wait to see where else it's going to go. Thanks, dude. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to Current Mood on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify and Anchor and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Also, join us on Instagram for some super cool visuals at currentmood.io. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. And if you really feel like reaching out, send a message. Tell us what you are feeling, please. Thanks so much.